This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Shay Dixon will be along in just a moment. We're in full-blown spring football preview mode, going position by position on Go 24-7, and we've started with the offense this week, and so I wanted to get Shay in here and kind of break down position by position, and we're going to do that over the course of these podcasts to come, and of course, wanted to lead off with probably the most interesting position of the spring, at least in my opinion, and that's the quarterbacks. You've got a group that has Miles Brennan coming off of what ended up being a season-ending injury that he suffered against Missouri. He's back in action uh, in the fourth quarter program, looking bulked up, ready to go, at least for spring ball. We'll see how he looks uh, as LSU gets back on the field. And then two true freshmen who played extensively for LSU in the 2020 season in TJ Finley and Max Johnson, who ended up finishing the season with a 2-0 record, including that upset win over over the Florida Gators. Then you add four-star quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer to the fold in this spring. And so, of course, you always want to see how these young guys fare in their first action of their college careers. And Shay, let's start with Miles Brennan, who, when he went down with that injury, was among the best quarterbacks in the SEC and nationally. And he was, save for that first half against Mississippi State, uh, like I said, one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. So let's start with Miles. What are your expectations and, and kind of look back at that run that he had to start the 2020 season now that he has new offensive coordinator Jake Peets and passing game coordinator DJ Mangus in that room working with him as he enters his second year, uh, it seems, as the starting quarterback for LSU. Yeah, and we'll see how that obviously goes in terms of ball in the competition. I think with Jake Peets and uh, a new offensive philosophy that and the reality that all three of the returning guys played and, and earned starts uh, a year ago uh, is that they'll keep it open uh, to an extent. But look, uh, I've stood by that I think Miles Brennan, if healthy, would be the guy. And, and certainly I'm just going off what I saw a year ago and, and people vehemently disagree with me here. But when he was in the game, they were throwing the ball. Look, they were also having to play catch up. Eventually, you know, when the younger guys got in, the offensive philosophy changed a bit. Uh, kudos to Inzminger and, and the offensive staff for that. But he threw for 300, 400 a game. I know that Max Johnson did that there at the end against Ole Miss. Uh, but still, look, three games, over 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns, a few picks. He had a better quarterback rating than the other two did. He's older than the other two. He's been around before. He was part of the 2019 offense, which philosophy and, and kind of scheme-wise they're going back to. So he's got familiarity there. He doesn't offer what Max offers in terms of the ability to move around the pocket. And, and certainly Max has got the best athleticism of anyone in the room, in my opinion. And, and I think most people would agree. But Billy, I'd just stick with that when Brennan was in there, I didn't see LSU's offense wasn't an issue. And look, by season's end, and again, credit to Steve Ensminger here. And, and I mentioned this in our piece, a fact that a lot of people wouldn't have known was where, okay, LSU finished five and five, and it took a lot there at the end to do it. 
Where do you think they finished nationally in total offense? Well, they finished number one in 2019. You knew that. Well, they took a step back is what everyone expected. They were number 15. They weren't a bad offense at all. They need to find out a way to run the football more. Uh, but across the board, I thought the quarterbacks played well. I thought that there's promise in Max being 2-0 and coming out of the year. But I'm, I'm back to if Miles Brennan's healthy and, and can play without pain, uh, then I'm riding him first. And, and obviously, you can change at any point. Uh, we saw that multiple times a year, three times a year ago, uh, and still sustain success. So that's my opinion. Let's see what spring ball holds. Yeah, and for Miles Brennan, finished with a 154.75 quarterback rating, well above the two true freshmen that played. He doesn't bring that athleticism, but he completed 60% of his passes, over 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns, three picks in, in those three games. And then you move to the the true freshman, Max Johnson, TJ Finley, uh, both completed uh, over 57% of his of their passes. Max, 59%, TJ, 57 uh, TJ with a five to five TD INT ratio. Max went eight TDs to one pick uh, in his uh, playing time. When I look at those two returning freshmen, I'm looking to see that step forward this spring. And I think that's the biggest thing that you want to see this spring when they when they look to their new coordinators and how they develop these two young quarterbacks, because I think between the two of them, obviously, you've got most likely your next starter at LSU. And I think the way Max finished, he's probably a cut above right now in that early pecking order uh, to do that. And if Miles Brennan's healthy, he's probably going to be the starter. He showed why they were high on him, why they didn't go out and get a transfer quarterback. And it's a matter of staying healthy. And the biggest question for me this spring is, can somebody separate themselves out of those two? Can Max Johnson or TJ Finley push Miles Brennan and and make him work his tail off for that starting job. And if that's the case, your quarterback room is even in a better position than I think we thought it'd be leaving spring ball. And I want to see those two guys continue to progress in spring ball. We're probably not going to see if Miles Brennan can hold up over over the course of an SEC slate and and do the things that have kind of been the question marks around him when he was entering the the year as the starter. So I'm looking to see this spring how those two freshmen returning quarterbacks progress because, look, if they need to get back in there in a pinch, they've got to play at a high level because, as we're previewing throughout the spring, there's a lot of talent at wideout. It's young talent. You've got Kayshawn Butte, the freshman All-American, uh, returning who's going to be a clear-cut starter. You've got your entire starting offensive lineback, uh, the starting running backs back, as well as some young talent coming in. Uh, this offense under Pete's and Mangus has a chance to be one of the best in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be, look, even again, I'll go back to it. In engineers' offense a year ago, they had a top 15 national offense. In the 2019 offense, it was number one. Granted, they had a lot of great players on the team that made them number one, but we loved even the offensive philosophy of it. So if they can blend whatever it might be that Pete's is bringing, I think that no doubt they'll have a very good offense. I think you bring up a great point with Johnson and Finley. I'll make it short because I think you summed it up well as both those guys need to just be focused on getting better. Uh, don't get too lost in what happened uh, in the freshman year. And look, it's it's fair to say that Max is probably the guy who has the bit of an edge right now because he did finish the year 2-0 as the last quarterback. He threw for over 1,000 yards. He had the good TD to INT ratio. Had these been flipped and Max was the guy who started first in middle of the year, you know, threw five TDs and five picks and, uh, you know, had a 2-3 and three record and TJ comes on hot, we'd be talking about TJ as the guy to beat. The key for both of them is just realizing, look, we've got a new OC. 
I, we've now both got starts under our belt. How do we both progress? Because regardless if Brennan's the starter uh, or not, we've seen it. They're going to need them both. And uh, there'll be a come a time when, when they're, they're called on, or maybe both of them are called on, uh, and LSU will need them to step up. So for me, this spring, certainly, when I'm looking back at those guys last year and into this year, uh, I think one of the more important things is simple, like you said, just improve, get into the playbook, figure out where you need to clean up your game. Uh, and they're sitting in the best spot, as you said, that they've been in a long time, knowing you got three quarterbacks you can turn to. And now you've got Nussmeyer, an early enrollee, joining that room. Um, who, what, Billy finishes a top 100 player on the composite, uh, rankings wise, uh, is as high as any of them. So they've got a great quarterback room. All of them need to just focus, yes, on competition, but more on self improvement. And as I look to spring ball, and first of all, Garrett Nussmeyer injured his non-throwing hand and it's what ended up being his final game of his uh, high school career, And but was red hot. I mean, he was among the best quarterbacks in Texas statistically. Uh, he was showing that continued improvement from his very first start, which I was there for at Marcus High, to that season he had uh, with with uh, the Marauders going undefeated in the regular season and and winning district and doing all those things. Uh, he's going to have a chance, you know, if he is fully recovered to, to make, you know, a, a little bit of a stride, at least as an early enrollee coach's son, you know, all those things competitive. Uh, that's what I like about Garrett Nussmeyer coming into the fold. And, but he's not going to be the focus this spring. I think when I look for, you know, a bold prediction or a surprise, and I think Ed Ogeron probably won't do this just because of what we've seen in the past. I mean, he did it with Miles Brennan, Lowell Narcisse, Joe Burrow, all those guys, or excuse me, Justin McMillan. And, and all those guys when they were even in the quarterback competition before the 2018 season. But it wouldn't shock me if Max Johnson emerged as the true number two here going into the summer uh, from the depth chart perspective. And, and like, like we kind of mentioned, it, it makes sense with the way he finished that, the season. And by the way, finished 2-0 and without Terrace Marshall uh, in, in the wide receiver room. I mean, he look to Kayshawn Boutte and, and Cole Taylor and some of those other guys to really make the offense go, did it without Eric Gilbert. He is uh, somebody that really, I think, uh, has a chance to continue to take strides and separate himself in that in that battle for the backup spot. Yeah, and we did, you can read, we did a really in-depth article and, and going through every position leading up to March 16th when spring ball starts, uh, where we shared all these thoughts. And we did a biggest surprise or kind of, I guess you could say, um, coming out of spring ball and then biggest question entering spring ball, we've kind of touched on a little bit of the question stuff. And, and now I'm offering up my surprise. And I think it goes along with what you're saying here. Even if Max wins the number two job, look, some people think he might be the starting quarterback for LSU in the fall. And I'm not sure if that's hinging upon um, Miles's health or not. I was on Ben Love's radio show uh, recently, and he thinks that even a healthy Miles Brennan can be beaten out by Max Johnson, that that's sort of the the open or at least an open playing field uh, or what you're going to get with these new hires. I'll give the prediction coming out of spring and entering summer that in the era of the transfer portal and one right now where by May, we may find out that guys are getting a one-time penalty-free transfer. I don't think any of these four quarterbacks, the most scholarship quarterbacks they've had in a room in a few years, I mean, since before Burrow, I would have to go back and look, but I think they were usually carrying around three, two at one point. Uh, to have four is a lot, especially in this era of football. I don't think any of them leave. Uh, and I think that they're all wise to stay. I think that TJ and Max know that they're a play away if Miles is a starter from being in there. And uh, I think with a new OC, 
uh, it sort of breathes some maybe new opportunity into that room for guys to shuffle out. So that's my bold prediction. I, I know it sucks to boldly predict that guys aren't going to leave the team, but that's that's my thought, at least, is that they're going to go into the summer and all these guys are still going to be here. And, and I think that makes sense because, like you said, the the transfer portal with the one-time penalty, you know, they could go into fall camp and and kind of what we saw with Justin McMillan and Lowell Narcisse in the past, they can compete, go through fall camp, see where the chips fall, and get out before even even school you know starts find find a new home if they wanted to if that's how it played out uh, for some of you know or for, for one I would say of of these other quarterbacks depending on how the pecking order goes they can just leave have that non transfer uh, penalty and and move on and and get another opportunity so I, I'm with you I don't think we see you know a transfer out at this point. Um, and then going into the season, for me, I, I think it's going to be Miles Brennan against UCLA week one. It's a you know, neutral site game. I think it's going to be – I don't know if it's going to be played in California. We'll see where that ends up. But you know, I think you, you ride who you started last season as long as he continues to progress. And obviously he's got to fend off these guys that played a lot as true freshmen in 2020. But I, I'm riding with Miles Brennan as a starting quarterback going into next season. Yeah, I mean, that was at the end, we gave our predictions of what we thought of at least way too early, as we called it, predictions on who would start. I think you have to say Miles, right? I made that argument to start that uh, if I'm starting spring ball with him, that's I'm going forward with the thought that he should probably be the starter in the fall. But it leads me to my biggest question. My biggest question, Mark, and uh, in terms of the breakdown we did, everybody offered up a different one here, but was Brennan's health. So everything for me hinges around that. And uh, if he's healthy, I think he's a starter. Makes a lot of sense. It'll be interesting to see just how these guys work with Jake Peets, DJ Mangus, how how quickly they can get back to that system of 2019 and and running that offense the way uh, Ed Ogeron wants to and and identified those guys right away. They were quickly hired because they wanted to bring in the 2019 offense. I'm interested to see how these quarterbacks and especially, you know, Max Johnson, TJ Finley, that's the offense they signed up to play in. And so they're going to get that chance to play in, in that system. And then you've got Max Johnson uh, or excuse me, you've got Miles Brennan uh, returning to that system that he's you know kind of grown up in as well. So it's going to be an interesting quarterback battle. We're excited to follow it. And, and spring ball is just you know, a couple weeks away. So we'll be continuing to preview these positions throughout the, the lead up to spring ball on go 24 seven. You can check out the articles, the full articles, stats, breakdowns, you know, storylines to watch all of those things. And, and a little bit of what, and a little bit more of what we talked about on the podcast today, but until then uh, we're going to wrap up this edition of the pod. We're going to have, you know, complimentary podcast to each of these position previews. So be on the lookout for those, a good reason to leave us a rating, leave us a review and subscribe to the go 24 seven podcast, wherever you catch your podcast. So until next time, guys, hope you guys are having a great week. And thanks for listening to this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 